And now, welcome to the Just the West podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I'm here with my co-host, T-Up. T-Up, say what's up. Hey, what's up, Just the West? Tuesday night, it's a lovely Tuesday night. Yeah, you know what? Tuesday night it is. Thursday night football is right around the corner. Rams NFC West is on primetime football Thursday nights. Um, so I wanted to get you on the phone right now to talk a little bit of NFC West football. Um, kind of on a somber m- notes, but uh, yeah, man, my Sunday was kind of ruined. Uh, um, I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm sure you saw. In Ninerland, in in our neck of the woods, uh, things are kind of going awry this season, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of been one of those, you know. We, obviously, the 49ers started with the whole Jerick McKinnon ACL, um, already already in uh, boating through rough waters, and then this happens. It's uh, it's really unfortunate. I'm, I know we're gonna go in detail about it, but. Yeah, it was kind of a it was a bummer, and I'm sure for all the Niners fans that are out there, that was just uh, it felt like a rusty knife to the chest. So just but, to, just to fill you guys in, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, in the fourth quarter, they were down 35-7 halftime. Um, they were marching down the field. They were it was a two-score game, I believe. They were trying to make it a one-score game. And on third down, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he gets pressured. He goes down the left sideline, uh, 13 yards down. And uh, instead of going out of bounds, he tries to extend the play. And he gets hit by uh, one of the defensive backs, uh, Kansas City uh, defensive back Steve Nelson. And before taking the hit, he plants his left knee on the turf. And then takes the hit, and it looks like he's concussed, but what we find out is he has torn his ACL. So Jimmy Garoppolo, um, quote-unquote the franchise quarterback for the Niners, is out for this year, for the entire year. Yeah, so, I mean, having said that, the Niners lost the game 27-38, to and now, well, I, I might admit that I was kind of expecting them to lose this game, and... One and two was kind of where we were on for my predictions. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks moving forward, right, T.O.? Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much losing, losing Garoppolo, you know, that's pretty much just writes off our season, in my opinion. I hate to say that. and um, But, you know, I, I was really sad and... As you know, I was taking it really hard on Sunday. Um, however, you know it is—it's it, part of football, and I just, you know, I just wanted to get one thing off my chest. With you know, a lot of a lot of Niner fans and um, and also you know ex football players, you know, they have been saying that you know through experience, uh, a veteran would have gone out of bounds, blah blah blah. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I take a different stance with that, and you know, some of you, do, some of the listeners, they may disagree with me. But um, you know, as as a young team, and you know, clawing clawing to get back into this game, even though it may have been a bit of a reach to get back into the game, but you know, that's kind of what I want to see in a young quarterback. You know, trying to extend that play, and you know, 
Justin Houston, he did, he ended up saying, I think it was Justin Houston, you know, he ended up saying that, you know, it's just a few inches and really not going to matter. But, yeah, it's not going to matter, but that's just the type of fight that you want to see in your in your quarterback. You know, he, 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 he basically put the team on his back and he wanted to extend the play. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I think he should not be blamed for what he did. That's just the fighter mentality that was, that's just in Jimmy. So, um, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. But, you know, agree to disagree, but that's, that's just how I see it. What about you, Justin? Yeah, no, I, uh, I thought long and large about this, you know, it's so easy to say that you should have went out of bounds. Um, but at the same time, taking a step back, I do realize that Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, as much as you know, uh, Ninerland would like to deem him the franchise quarterback. He still has very little experience in the big scheme of things, uh, which makes this even more frustrating. You know, because he had little experience. Um, he was kind of uh, yeah. He was he was in the moment. Uh, he didn't go out of bounds, and he took the hit. And yeah, maybe a more experienced quarterback might have done so, but. Man, it, what it really kind of drags me down about this is this season. I mean, to be honest, I I was op- optimistic that the Niners would sneak into the playoffs, maybe a nine and seven finish, eight and eight, nine and seven. Best case scenario would, would have been ten wins, but this was supposed to be a crucial year for Jimmy Garoppolo to have one full season under his belt as the starting quarterback for this Niners team and to really build upon year three. So now we're going to go into year three of the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan rebuild. And you still have question marks with Jimmy Garoppolo because he still needs a full season of game time experience. Having said that, um, you know, tee up the, the only good thing I can say is in comparison to Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, this injury comes in at week three. So that means that he's going to have ample time to rehab along with running back Jared McKinnon to get his ACL right. And hopefully uh, you're going to see him at the start of 2019 for the season. But um, from a development perspective of getting him the much needed experience, because don't get me wrong. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he, he tore his ACL and he's gotten injuries in years past too, but he's has he's had the experience before and he kind of, Hops on board and continues to be a rod, Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I mean, it was a really crucial year in year two for the Kyle Shanahan era. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, for me, the way that I see it is I just feel more bad for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, uh, you know, we have been saying he's a young quarterback. and You know, he's actually 27 years old. He's on his fifth season first full season as the leader of the ship and you know and obviously there's been question marks whether he could be the team whether he's ready um and this was his development year and unfortunately it's you know we're gonna have to wait another year and i know it's more frustrating for jimmy if anything because he felt more confident than anyone felt in his game and the way that uh the niners have built a team specifically for him and now you know something like this is just another setback for him but I'm sure he's gonna come back stronger I think what is kind of like the silver lines is this in this is 
You know, Jarek McKinnon, he's obviously dealing with the same thing. He just recently had surgery last week or a couple weeks ago. But, um, you know, I think this this is just going to bring – it's going to bring the team closer together, especially Jimmy and his running back. So um, – and he's going to have a lot of time to, you know, study the playbook. But obviously we all know the only way to get better is, is game time action. And he's not going to have that for the rest of this year. But – yeah, I mean, I'm trying to accept it. Uh, we were, I think we were joking around earlier this week about the, the five stages of grieving. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? You were talking about... <laughs> Thanks for the so, uh, the graphic. Uh, you, you covered it, TNT. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, looking forward, uh, the game, um, it, there was just a lot of bad calls. Niners, it was just, it was just nasty, nasty penalties that... Um, just constantly shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, the offense passer interference at the end when Beathard, he lofted it over to George Kittle yep. in the, the corner of the end zone. Oh, man, that was just, man, I don't know. I was I lost my mind. I really thought, like, we had a chance to get back in it. Um, but, yeah, refs called it. You, I mean, those type of situations, you just can't call them. But, I mean, it was clearly not a pick play which they originally whistled for. And if anything, the defender got in, in use checks way. That's the way I see it. But um, others may think otherwise. So, yeah, that's uh, just sloppy all around. I think uh, it, was just, uh, it was just the details that the Niners lacked on Sunday. And, um, and give credit to the Chiefs. They are just... I consider them the best offense in the NFL right now. They're just they're they're firing on all cylinders. Pat Mahomes, he's 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 my homie. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's doing good. Mahomes <laughs> leads the so, NFL with 13 touchdowns through three weeks. That is insane, by the way. That is insane. Just insane, dude. I just that's hard to put your head to wrap your head around that. So taking a page of the offense, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Niners' defense and. I had the chance to rewatch this, and uh, yeah, man, um, I was thinking more and more about the Jimmy Garoppolo injury and all that, but watched the film again, and I got even more upset just because, um, yeah, the Niners' defense, even, it made me think, even if Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy for this full season, um, this defense was not getting it done. It was, uh, I don't know about the, it's if it's the coaching or the scheme, the players, but uh through three weeks, the Niners defense has 43 missed tackles. 43 missed tackles. They had 17 missed tackles on Sunday. Um, the most, and it was, it was sloppy. I just, um, they couldn't get any, any pressure along the edges. I mean, you know, their biggest pass rush pickup was Cassius Marsh, essentially. Um, they traded Eli Harrell to the Lions, and he had two... Qu- Two sacks against uh, the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. And I don't know. It felt that from a team perspective, John Lynch really leveraged Jimmy Garoppolo as his key acquisition with the extension. But they didn't do much else to improve this team. And, you know, this might be the fire that uh, John Lynch needs to to realize that, hey, you know, to to build around Jimmy Garoppolo, to build around this team, um, they're going to have a ton of cap space during the offseason, they're going to have 
you know, looking at the outlook of this team, they're slated to have a high draft pick. Um, I know that there's plenty of defenders, especially in the edge department for this upcoming draft class. And so maybe John Lynch will get this right, have a very strong offseason, and really, you know, build around Jimmy Garoppolo just because, uh, yeah, man, uh, the pieces right now for this season, it's starting to get, especially without, without Garoppolo, it's going to get exposed. That, that's all I really got to say for that on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. No, totally agree. Uh, we talked at length about it last night, you know, and we both come to an agreement, you know, there's just, uh, just, uh, just constantly our DBs are out of position. Um, they're, they're cheating when they're cheating to one side when they have no reason to do so. Um, there's just a little fundamental things and a scheme that they have to that's clear, but you know, I think a lot of the responsibility has to be pla- placed on the on the defensive coaches, right? That's just the way. It go- that's just that's just how it is, right? Yeah, and it's bothersome to me too because Robert Sally, obviously Seattle Seahawks origins cover three guy, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes just played a cover three defense and, and killed Week One against the Chargers with Gus Bradley, former Seahawks defensive coordinator, and so he's seen the cover three defense before, and unlike the Chargers, uh, they still have Melvin Ingram. Uh, the Niners don't really have that much from an edge pass rushing perspective. Um, so if you don't have the right pieces for a cover three, you're going to have some problems. And uh, I, uh, TF, I, I showed you uh, the other night uh, that one touchdown in particular. Mahomes' second touchdown to Harris, the tight end, where I don't know where the hell Colbert was, but there were three defenders in the front of the end zone, but no one in the back. And he lobbed it over for the touchdown. I mean, that was that was horrible. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the listeners are knowing know what we're talking about, but yeah, that's just it's just one of the many um, examples on film of just the just the Niners defense not um, just being out of position, cheating when they're not supposed to, um, wrong assignments. Just yeah, that's. That's, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is you know, and hopefully, you know, this experience, especially this season is, um, you know, during the off season, John Lynch and Shanahan, you know, obviously other than the Jimmy Garoppolo signing, they were pretty frugal about, uh, their spending considering how much cap space, um, that the Niners have, which I wasn't, I wasn't upset, you know, don't spend it when you don't need to. Uh, wants versus needs, but you know, hopefully, this experience motivates uh, uh, John Lynch to to uh, to spend this offseason and really surround Jimmy Garoppolo with with weapons and set him up for success, especially coming back from injury. Right on. Let's go ahead and transition to the next team. But um, my final words is, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, I was there for the home opener earlier. This season against the Lions, I was there for Garoppolo bobblehead day and all that good stuff. Just uh, have a speedy recovery, and uh, we'll see you sooner than later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, onwards. I wish you a speedy recovery. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to wish Jimmy Garoppolo a speedy recovery. And, uh, hey, bro, don't worry. Um, You know, I don't know about you, but just one last thing. When CJ Beathard was on the stand and he was all like, yeah, I told Jimmy Garoppolo I love you. And he told me 
you know, beat the guys. I was like, damn, pulling out some fart strings. I know. So, you know, that kind of got me. I was all like, okay, okay. They had a moment. It just showed, they had a moment. It just shows how strong our, our locker room is. So, you know, our, the camaraderie in the locker room should never be questioned. You know, the brotherhood is obviously there. Right on, right on. All right, well, uh, we allocated a little bit too much time for Ninerland, but I had a feeling that that was going to be the case, especially with something so pivotal in the NFC West. Because right now, hey, uh, let's transition to the next thing. Uh, Chargers 23, Rams 35. Rams, Battle of L.A. showed out. In, I won't even say stunning fashion. Everyone kind of knew this was going to be the, the outcome, but... The Rams are firmly ahead in, in the division at 3-0. and Niners are 1-2. Seahawks are 1-2. Cardinals are 0-3. Uh, but let's talk about this Rams game and this Rams offense in particular. Yeah, man. I mean, it was kind of going back and forth early on with the Chargers and the Rams. Uh, Todd Gurley fumbled early on in the first quarter, and so it made things kind of close. Um, Chargers receiver Mike Williams did ball out with, with two really nice touchdown catches, but... Let's look at the numbers. Did you know, T-Up, that the Rams have only punted five times this year? They've only punted five times this year. They averaged 300-ish yards of offense. They had over 400 yards of offense in this game. This was nuts. Jared Goff had a career game with uh, a 95.2 pro football focus rating. That is elite. And uh, I don't want to say Jared Goff is elite per se. I don't want to say he's a system quarterback per se, but uh, the numbers don't lie. Uh, this Rams offense is uh, it's balling. It's balling out really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, let me ask you this. At this point, did you expect any losses after week three for the Rams? Hmm. No. I mean, the Chargers, I, I thought they'd cover at least. At least I, when I blogged it up, I thought they'd have some pride. Um, but you know, the Chargers ha- have their own share of issues to-, to worry about. I'd say I expected them to be 3-0 and at this point, but the way they're doing it right now, it's... I mean, they're just... Uh, everything is running on full cylinders. Uh, the preseason, I mean, it was... I was kind of concerned because, you know, they didn't play any of their starters in-, in preseason, and it's worked out just fine for them, you know? Totally, yeah. And uh, to kind of go off of question i asked you um i think they're exactly where i thought they would be okay you know and pretty cool to watch you know i know i'm a niners fan but you know what's pretty cool to see about the rams is through week one week two and week three you see a steady progression of that offense getting better and better and um we'll talk about it later you know a couple key injuries but yeah you just see the progression of their of their offense getting better and the progression of their opponents getting better. So that's that's actually a great sign for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> right now, like I said, with, with the Niners in their state of awry, uh, Cardinals, I mean, they're, they're winless. The Seahawks, I mean, they, they we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Seahawks got their first win of the season, but it looks like the Rams aren't going to really have any challengers? I mean, it's so early on right now, but um, I really have nothing bad to say about them. Their, their offensive line has been good. Their pass rush has been right there. They've been forcing turnovers. Um, all their key guys are healthy. Uh, we'll talk about the secondary in a bit. 
I don't know, man. Uh, Brandon Cooks, by the way. So Brandon Cooks, I mean, they, they traded for him during the offseason. Um, he's been he's been doing it. Um, Robert Woods, this this game already had 10 catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, between Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, I mean, they are really, you know, setting the tone in play action. You run the ball to Todd Gurley. Uh, you set precedent for play action. And Jerry Goff is kind of choosing his poison between Cup, Woods, and Cooks. I mean, it's it's as good as advertised right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rams are looking good. Who are they playing next week? They are playing, sooner than later, they're playing the Vikings. The Vikings just got oh, their... Oh, yeah, Thursday yeah. football. We just talked about that. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. I think that's going to be a really good matchup, short week for both teams. Um, you know, Minnesota coming off of an embarrassing loss against Buffalo at home. Busted a lot of balls for all you Vegas betters out there. Um, yeah, that's... Um, uh, I can't wait to watch that, but... Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the, the Rams, some key injuries. Yeah, man. Okay. So I said relatively their key guys have been healthy, at least offensively. But uh, this game, uh, cause for concern. They're starting cornerbacks, the guys that they picked up in controversial fashion. But on paper, they've been stellar. Uh, Marcus Peters has a calf injury. He's questionable to play on a short week on Thursday. Akeem Talib, uh, savvy veteran, ankle injury, and at first they said maybe he'd be out a month or whatever, but he got a second opinion today, and it looks like he's slated to have ankle surgery, so his time back is to be determined, uh, which means, you know, Marcus Peters, he's questionable, he might play, he might not, but the next guy's in line, and they played last week against the Chargers when these two guys went down. It's Sam Shields, it's Nikhil Roby Coleman, and it's Troy Hill. So obviously they take a big hits on the secondary. What are your initial thoughts about that? Yeah, that's rough. You know, like the two the two DBs that they went out and got, you know, now they're both out. Obviously, I think Marcus Peters is questionable, but still, that's, that's going to be a huge blow, and you know, bye weeks are coming up. They're approaching injuries are starting to approach in the season, and we'll see how teams how how they adapt. And, and this is obviously going to be a big uh, big shakeup in the in the Rams. Yep. The Rams locker room. Yep. So it's not all hunky dory in Rams land, for sure. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and transition to the next thing. So. Niners low, Rams high, and let's go take it down a notch. Uh, yeah, those Cardinals. Those Cardinals are now winless again, 0-3. They lost at home to the Bears 16-14. to Kind of cool. They covered as home dogs. They were like seven-point underdogs at home, which says a lot to how bad their season's gone so far. But, uh, you know, Sam Bradford got this team off to a stellar start. 14-0 lead with touchdown passes to David Johnson. Thank God, thank God they actually passed the ball to David Johnson and used him as a receiver. Um, they had another touchdown to tight end Ricky Seals-Jones. But after that, um, don't mind my French, but everything went to shits. Uh, 
The defense <laughs> was okay, obviously, you know, 16-14 outcome, but the offense just stalled per usual. Yeah, after those two touchdowns, you didn't pretty pretty much didn't see that much uh, because Bradford threw two picks, and of course, of course, his third turnover was he was running. Khalil Mack, obviously, you might have heard of him. Uh, he had his third straight week of a sack force fumble for the third straight week. They recovered it. Lo and behold, with four minutes and 31 seconds left in the fourth quarter, UCLA Bruin, first-round pick Josh Rosen, got got right in. Had a couple of nice plays, but uh, yeah, with a minute left, Threw a pick, and that was uh, all she wrote. They lose 16-14, to and Steve Wilkes, after the game, I said, I'll give it some time. And then he announced earlier this week that moving forward, Josh Rosen will be the starting quarterback. Tee up. I think you might have been right, because we did this whole over-under thing. I predicted that Rosen would be the starting quarterback second half of the season after week eight. And we are going into week four, so I have... Yeah, I was off. <laughs> the Rosen era begins, you know? It begins. That's it, the chosen Rosen era. Uh, I wonder if, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, man. Gosh, he just, I don't know. Yeah, and he's going to you know, just the Cardinals. They just, it was a big, huge U-turn this year, you know? They, they look, you know, Decent on paper. I wouldn't say they they were, you know, bottom of the fish barrel type of team, you know, before the season started. But, um, yeah, the, the offense is just, uh, it's, it's like almost, they air stalled. They can't, they, they can't get anything going. So, maybe, maybe uh, Josh Rosen, he could uh, rejuvenate that offense a little bit, uh, give better looks for the receivers. Um, that's what I'm anticipating. You know, he might be able to squeeze out a win maybe next week. Who are they playing next week? Uh, they are playing the Seahawks. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's a divisional game. It should be interesting, right? Yeah, divisional game. That's those are always uh, those are always juicy to watch. And yeah, uh, Rosen he might be he might be able to inject some uh, some energy into that offense. That that's my that's going to be my thing. Okay, it's worth noting. It can't get any worse. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, old-time receiver and all. He was essentially a decoy against the Bears. He had two catches for nine yards. David Johnson, 12 carries for 31 yards. The lone bright spot, maybe, is uh, the rookie Christian Kirk from Texas AMM. He had seven catches for 90 yards. But yeah, man, I just... Uh, Cardinals offensive coordinator Mike McCoy has quite a task at hand because you got to get your rookie quarterback geared up, schemed up accordingly against the Seahawks in his first start in the in a divisional matchup. Uh, yeah, it should be really interesting to see what comes out of this Cardinals team moving forward. By the way, to kind of show how bad this Cardinals offense has been, Josh Rosen, he was just in the game. He played a couple minutes. Uh, he had a run of 12 yards. Did you know that that was the longest rush of the season, which really shows how bad this offense has been? Yikes. That's, um, 
if I was a Cardinals fan, that's probably the last thing I would want to hear. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Hey, like I said, you know, this this might this might be where they'll be able to I think Cardinals are they can win. Just to pick them back up. You know? That's what I think that needs to happen, but will it happen? I don't know. But I mean Kind of going back to the game, just real quick. I think maybe we, the NFL and the, and the league should actually start respecting Chicago and their defense. That I think they they are a legitimate NFL defense official. Stamp it. Yeah, it's nice to have a pass rusher, right? Ra- Raiders Nation, man, Kilo Max been doing it. Ooh, he's been doing it. Ooh, 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 ooh. I like it. I'm just saying, <laughs> John Gruden. John Gr- uh, John Gruden agrees. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find pass rushes, right? That's what he said. Yes, sir. Verbatim quotes. So, the last thing I really want to note about this uh, Cardinals team is since Sam Bradford has been officially benched for the rookie, Sam Bradford signed a one year, $20 million deal, $15 million guaranteed. So, that means through three. Or two and a half, two and a, two and three quarters games of play, Sam Bradford will be paid fifteen million dollars of U.S. money. So, yeah. Are you sure it's not Canadian dollars in the CFL or? Nope, that's or, it's uh, uh, Turkish Turkish yeah. lira. It's a uh, USD, son. Fifteen mil <laughs> USD. Straight yeah. cash, bitch. Well, get that one out. Let that sink in. <laughs> okay, so the next game, the last game in the NFC West, uh, let's go back on a higher note. So we go low, high, low, high. Uh, Seahawks, they had their first home game of the season, and they played Dallas. And so the cool thing about this was, you know, the Seahawks offense has been sputtering, but guess what? Dallas is even worse. Dallas lost 13-24 to to the Seahawks at home. And Earl Thomas, he mentioned earlier in the week that he wasn't practicing. And he said, you know what? If the team's not invested in me, why should I invest in them? If I have a headache or whatever, I'm going to take care of my body. So he didn't practice all week. But it didn't matter because, you know what? He had two interceptions this game. And through three weeks per pro football focus, Earl Thomas ranks as the number one overall defender. That includes all positions in, in the NFL. He's the number one defender with a 93.0 rating on the pro football focus metrics. And so, yeah, maybe he should just not practice or chill or whatever. But he's doing his thing. And the defense held strong. Chris Carson, they finally got the running game back on track. They gave him 32 carries for 102 yards and a rushing touchdown. Breakout performance for him. They haven't had a 100-yard game since, I don't know, Thomas Rolls like two years ago. Um, But getting back to my point about the Cowboys, I mean, the Seahawks, their offense was good. It wasn't great. But the Cowboys' offense was just just bad. It was just really bad football to watch. Um, So Seahawks come up top. Good for them. What are your thoughts about this overall tee up? Let me ask. Do you think if Seattle gave him an offer sheet, will Earl Thomas sign it? Uh, I mean, he mentioned via Instagram. He did say that 
that if you pay him, he'll, he'll be okay, right? That just still, you know, him saying that if, even if I have a headache, I'm not going to practice. Like, that just tells me, like, he's just not happy with the situation. Do you think, well, here, here's the thing as well. I mentioned before, he's like the number one defender, period, in the NFL for the metrics. I mean, his play is right there, but from what he's saying and his actions going into this game, I mean, I won't say he's a team cancer, but it's not good for this team, right? Yeah, that's definitely not good for this team. And, you know, seeing how he performed, you know, in the last three weeks, I, I think he already... He really, put, he really made his case. He doesn't need to do anymore. It, now it's all on Seattle whether um, he really won there or not. So there's, there's drama in house, you know. As soon as as soon as uh, the Legion of Boom broke up, it's you know snakes out of the closet. Couple other things to note. I mean, Earl Thomas had two ints, um, but you know that Shaquille Griffin in Week One he had two ints. Bradley McDougal, the other safety, had two ints, and so. You have three of their defensive backs with two interceptions to begin the season. Uh, the last time that's happened was in 1976, the Redskins. I'm not saying that this is like the Legion of Boom. It certainly isn't, but it's pretty damn good and impressive for this Seahawks secondary, just to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, all right. Maybe let's, uh, we should start paying attention more to the Seahawks and uh, see, what, uh, see what they got up their sleeves. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, they're one and two right now. They might go back to 500 since they're playing the Cardinals next week. Having said that, you know, good for Seattle. It was a, it was a solid win for them. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more uh, offensively, but uh, you know, they they strung along a, a pretty solid game at home. It was their home debut. It's all good. Uh, Definitely. I, I'd say their game breaker sure. moment was it was seven three. And then uh, Russell Wilson found Tyler Lockett, who's actually he's been having a, a pleasant season thus far. But saw him wide open on a, on a streaking route for 52 yards and the touchdown. That pretty much broke up the game, 14-3 lead, and they just kind of chilled on that until later on. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely good stuff. So just to wrap it up, Rams three and zero, Niners one and two, Seahawks one and two, Cardinals zero and three. Let's talk some football for th- Thursday night, okay? Let's do it. Let's talk week four. Okay. So week four to start it off. Rams at home. Favorite six and a half points over under 49. Peter's questionable. Akeem Tlaib is out. Their kick returner after Farrell Cooper went on IR. Their replacement, Jojo Natson, just got hand surgery. He got hurt. So Cooper Cup's going to take over the role. Minnesota's coming off a really shitty 6-27 to loss to Buffalo. I'm sure they're looking to rebound. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the Rams, it's a short week, and they're going to have to adjust defensively. I mean, what say you, T-Up? T-Up, uh, uh, 6.5, is that the spread? It is the spread, so it opened at 7. Yeah, I think it might, you know, I really think it might go down to 5. That's just my gut check, or 5.5. I feel that uh, because of the injury, especially with Tlaib deemed out officially with the surgery, it's going to change the line. That's just my take. But, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking aloud. Yeah. Um, I'm just thankful this is actually an exciting Thursday night football game. (laughs) This might be a preview of the NFC Championship, actually. 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you, NFL, for answering the football the football fans' prayers of a good matchup, finally. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Minnesota coming off a loss, but they're traveling to the West Coast. Evening game. Yeah, I think this is going to be... I think one touchdown sounds about right. I think the Rams are going to come, come victorious. I think it's going to be a semi-low-scoring game. I'm just going to go 28... I'm going to go 28-23 Rams. 28-23. Five points. So I'm, 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 okay. Yeah, 28-23 Rams. I'm going to give the... I'm giving the... The Rams are going to win by five points. Okay, okay. I can I can see your perspective. I don't know. I, I feel that the Vikings are pretty pissed off losing. Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen... Is Delvin Cook slated to play? I know you missed last week. Um, is he still up in the air for that? Mm-hmm. Is he slated to play? Uh, questionable. Okay. Sorry, Rams Nation. No, I'm thinking the other way. I think that because of the short week and because Minnesota is going to... They're going to rebound. They're going to play really good defense. And I think this is going to be the first big test. Because to your point, T-Up, you kind of expected the Rams to be 3-0 and going into this game anyways. Uh, so I think that they get a little bit, a little bit of humble pie, at home. I think that uh, especially with the secondary compromised, it's going to be a really tight game because Kirk Cousins has made some really nice throws this year. So give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Let me put this on the board. Give me the Vikings twenty-four and the Rams. Give me the Rams twenty-one. I think it's going to be a. Uh, yeah, 24-21. I think it's going to be a close one. I think that it is going to be a preview of the NFC Championship. It's not going to be an easy game. I don't think the Rams are going to yeah. have 400 points. I'm, I'm sorry, not 400 points. They're not going to have 400 yards of total offense. I mean, Tug Early and all them, they're going to they're going to do their thing, but they're not going to ball out. It's not going to be an easy game. Yeah, I mean, uh, this should really be a photo finish. And I'm looking forward to this game. Mm. It should be a very, very exciting game. It could be 21-24 Minnesota, 24-21 Rams. But I'm expecting a field goal. It's worth noting that Legatron, Greg Z, he's out. He's hurt, by the way. So if it's a field goal game, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. All right. That's uh, okay. Interesting. I'd like to see that. I can't wait I can't wait for Thursday. can't believe I said that. But <laughs> can't wait for Thursday football. Lit. Okay. Lenny. All right, tee up. So pretty much we've talked about the NFC West through three weeks, going into week four for Thursday Night Football. Any other final thoughts outside of Jimmy G having a safe, speedy recovery? Yeah, um, actually I'm going to the game. This uh, uh, Niners at Chargers this weekend. So if, uh, if anyone is uh, planning to attend the game, uh, slide in the DM. Maybe uh, I'll stop by. You know, maybe bring a... Uh, Maybe bring a six pack to your tailgate and uh, talk some football. He, my uh, my handle is uh, T double underscore so underscore underscore Y U P P. And yeah, y'all heard that at T underscore underscore Yup Y U P P. That's his Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at Just the West. My Instagram at Just the West. 
And, of course, my blog, www.justthewest.com. All right, tee up. Until next time, I really appreciate your time, okay? All righty.